Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey, and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, 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 Jesus Girls, we are so glad that you have joined us today. I'm Pam Ramey, and our goal always is to encourage and equip you to live your life overflowing to the max with destiny and purpose. We hope you have been enjoying the show, and if so, please share, share, share us with your friends and subscribe to our channel and follow us. Thank you so much. We would love that. At the end of today's show, we're going to make a powerful declaration over our lives, as we always do, and I'm going to share a great fitness tip that's going to help you tone your arms and also get your heart rate up, so it's a great calorie burn. Also, what's really cool about this exercise is you can either do this sitting in a chair or standing up, so you're just going to love it. Stay tuned for that. Hey, have you ever heard something that was such an aha, you just couldn't wait to write it down? Like it needed lots of punctuation marks in your mind and you knew that you had to keep those words in front of you so they could sink deeper into your soul? Well, that sort of thing happens to me a lot, but a few years ago, one, I had one of those ahas, and it gripped me so hard that I had to literally grab a black Sharpie and write these words on my bedroom wall, and I did so without checking with my man first, and I kind of looked at that two ways, like A, those words were going to be staring at me in the face every day, and I knew that they were going to somehow change me because of their power. And number two, our bedroom really needed to be painted anyway, so this could ultimately provide some motivation to get the job done, right? So what were those words? We just returned from church, and our pastor, Craig Jones, made this comment. God has placed within me mountain-moving faith. Stop the devil at the gate. I'm telling you, those words were so powerful, and I was hungry to get that full revelation of them alive inside of me, so I quickly jotted them down during the service, but by the time I got home, the words were booming so loud in my spirit, I decided to make them bigger and bolder by writing them on the bedroom wall, and what did my hubby think when he first saw them? Well, we can find out from him firsthand because he happens to be my very special guest today on the show. And it is so good to have you on this side of the mic again, Tommy. (laughs) So how did you feel when you first saw that I wrote all over the bedroom wall with a black Sharpie? Well, at first I thought that's going to need an extra coat of primer. (laughs) But also figured it must have been pretty important to you to write it up there. It really was. In fact, the whole mountain moving thing never really made much sense to me. And how that metaphor could stop the devil at the gate in my life made even less sense. So what Pastor Craig had said was that I already had received this mountain moving faith when I met Jesus. And when I and when I activated it, my faith had the power to stop the devil at the gate from stealing God's promises for my life. So, Tommy, 
like, I just remember almost feeling desperate to get this revelation deep down inside of me. Well, I remember you staring at the wall and speaking those words out loud every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And before long, I was doing the same thing. You were. (laughs) (laughs) And besides, you couldn't miss them as you walked by into the master bath. They were written pretty big. And and I'll never forget how a few weeks later, you yourself grabbed a black Sharpie and wrote your own declaration on the wall, which was, the shift has happened. Yep. And then we both started declaring that one too. We sure did. And I remember you feeling so strongly that there was a shift taking place in our lives and thought we should start declaring it, yet the areas where I expected to see a shift for the positive were like kind of going south, but I wanted that upward shift, so kept declaring it was happening, and eventually we just left the black Sharpie in the bedroom. Do you remember that? So (laughs) So we could start writing declarations as we felt God impress them on our hearts until ultimately every single space on that wall was filled with a scripture or a thought we wanted to declare over ourselves and our family. Yes, and we stood in front of that wall. So many times. We did. Mm -hmm. And declared every single thing we'd written, and especially if we were feeling defeated or just a bit discouraged. It's so true. And it it kind of became our prayer and encouragement wall, and we both fell so in love with all those powerful words of declaration that, remember, we even put off the painting of the bedroom for over a year. (laughs) Yes, we did, but I got to paint the downstairs instead. See? There was a blessing in it for both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but on a serious note, uh, Pamela, we memorized every word on that wall and the promises of God that each declaration and scripture carried and even named it our declaration wall. We did. We named it our declaration wall. And I think... That was the shift that was really taking place, Tommy, is we were shifting from a place of unbelief to believing in God's promises and how to activate them with the words we were speaking over ourselves, our family, and our circumstances. And every one of those declarations began creating a picture of hope on the inside of us that our faith could grab onto. It, it was almost like a blueprint. Well, that's that's true. And it reminds me of David in 1 Samuel 30, uh, verse 6, when he was greatly distressed. Mm-hmm. And the word says, But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Yeah, man, I love that verse about David, which is pretty amazing to say the least, especially when you put it in context of that story where David definitely was in a place in his life where he needed a blueprint of hope to attach his faith to. His entire city had been raided, burned, and all the women and children taken captive, including his own. And the pain was so excruciating. The Bible says that David and his men wept out loud until all their strength was gone. And I can relate to that. Jesus, girls, can you relate to that of just being in such despair where you're, you weep out loud until all your strength is gone? Yeah, yeah. We 
can re- I think we can all relate to that. And to make matters worse, David's own comrades were so distressed and bitter, they considered stoning him to vent it all out. But, you know, after pulling himself together, David inquired of the Lord on what to do. Shall I pursue this raiding party? He asked. Will I overtake them? And then God made David a promise that if he did pursue these evil men, he would overtake them. He definitely would overtake them and he would succeed in the rescue. And you can read all about that in 1 Samuel 30, 7 and 8. So now David had a picture of hope the promise of God living on the inside of him. And he fastened his faith to that. So he gathered up his army and pursued the men who had done this evil thing. And, you know, Tommy, this kind of reminds me of like an Indiana Jones movie. You can almost hear the music playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as day, so, you know, off David went with his, uh, you know, with his men. And honestly, his enemies did not stand a chance. Even partway through the journey, 200 of his 600-man army totally caved from exhaustion, but David was not swayed. The image of hope to rescue his family and the promise from God were too strong for him to stop in his pursuit. But you know, it makes me think, like, what if David had decided to give up? What if he refused to believe for something beyond what his natural circumstances were saying? Well, other than probably getting stoned to death, yep, <laughs> he would have completely missed out on the victorious side of this story. Boy, that is sure the truth. And in order to get there to the victorious side of this story, he had to partner with the promise God gave him. And he had to keep the image of that victory alive at the forefront of his mind with every twist and turn of the battle, including leaving some people in his dust. Well, like our declaration wall, I bet David had to keep declaring God's promises constantly Mm -hmm. that he would succeed if he didn't give up. I totally agree with you, Tommy. And as I look back on our declaration wall, which is now painted over, (laughs) uh, I can still see every word that was written on that wall. I memorized them in my mind, and their power got etched into my heart. I also received the revelation I desperately wanted and needed, because as I spoke God's promises out loud day after day, it struck me one day that I was activating my mountain-moving faith every single time I used my mouth to speak God's truth over my my circumstances. And that is what stopped the devil at the gate. Well, that is so true. Mm -hmm. It stopped the devil from stealing our peace. Yep. And it stopped him from stealing our joy. It sure did. It stopped him from paralyzing our hearts with fear Yep. Mm-hmm, when it reared its ugly head. Yep. It stopped him from bringing us into despair when some pretty difficult circumstances smacked us out of the blue, right? That's right. So he taught us both through this experience God was teaching us both to speak his promises over our mountains. And I love this verse in Isaiah 45, 2, where God says, I will go before you 
and I will level the mountains. Oh, such a great verse. Mm -hmm. And he literally has gone before us in all things and given us victory in every area of our lives, no matter how difficult the journey gets at times. That's mm, good words, Tommy. And Jesus, girls, God has given you mountain-moving faith. It's living on the inside of you. The second you met Jesus, he gave you that level of faith. It's already yours. But in order to activate that faith, you need a blueprint of his promises in your mind. And that is your hope. So, girls, what are you hoping for? Because every good and perfect thing that you could hope for can be found in God's perfect word, in his promises. And when you speak those words out of your mouth, your personal blueprint becomes clearer. You have something tangible to literally attach your faith to, and it gets activated when you speak those words, his words, from your mouth. I love Romans 15, 3. It's so powerful where it says, may the God of hope, because that's our blueprint, our hope, may the God of hope fill you, uh, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And man, the hope to overflow with joy and peace in the midst of of the waiting, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of any circumstance we might be going through to get to our breakthrough is an amazing, amazing promise. And girls, that's what David had to do. And it's such a great example for us on how to get to our promise, right? To stay the course and keep the image of hope alive by declaring God's word from our mouth. You know, with that said... I think we need to make a declaration over this right now. (laughs) I could not agree more. So, Tommy, why don't you speak the declaration? And Jesus Girls will repeat the words after Tommy speaks. So, Tommy, you go ahead first. Perfect. Let's declare the truth and power of the verse you just quoted from Romans 15.13 and Mark. 11.22, which tells us how to speak to our mountains. Sounds great. I declare God has filled me with all joy and peace because I trust in him. I declare God has filled me with all joy and peace because I trust in him. And I am overflowing with hope and power from the Holy Spirit. And I am overflowing with hope and power from the Holy Spirit. I have mountain-moving faith living on the inside of me and speak victory over my circumstances. I have mountain-moving faith living on the inside of me and speak victory over my circumstances. Wow, that is a powerful declaration. And Jesus, girls, I hope you were declaring those words over yourself. 
And before we wrap things up today, I want to share a great fitness tip to help you burn calories, exercise your arms and your heart, which by way, by the way, is the most important muscle in your body, and tighten your core. And it's called running arms. Also, you can either choose to do this sitting on the edge of an armless chair or while you're standing up. The very first thing you want to do to set up this exercise is to tighten up the muscles in your core and sit up nice and tall with great posture. So whether you're sitting or you're standing, think about your posture, nice and tall and strong. You're going to bend your arms and you're going to keep your upper arms close to your torso. Like you're getting, like you're running a race, you're going to start pumping your arms like you're running a race. Now, when you do this, it's super important that you brace and tighten the muscles in your core to support your back so you're not wobbling all over the place. You really want to be real sturdy, but start to pump the arms. See how fast you can pump your arms. You can go slower, you can go faster. How fast are you running this race? But your goal is 30 seconds. You're going to try to pump your arms for 30 seconds and then relax for a few seconds and do it again. See if you can work your way up to doing seven to 10 repetitions or rounds of running, doing your running arms to build endurance. Now, you might, you know, the first time you do this, you might do three rounds, but you know, your goal is to eventually get up to seven to 10 rounds. You don't have to start there, but that is your goal. That's a goal that you're working toward because that shows that you're building strength and endurance. This is called interval training and it interval training is an excellent way to strengthen your heart. So I want you to go for this and get your arms pumping. You're also going to see some great tone in your arms. So Jesus girls, we are learning every single time we get together new ways to find our roar. And this week It's reminding ourselves of the mountain-moving faith we already have living on the inside of us and how to speak to our mountains with the power of God's promise. And I think we're probably going to call this show a wrap, Tommy. Well, I think so. And uh, definitely, we'll be speaking to my mountains this week. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both. And Jesus, girls... We know that you are speaking to your mountains too. Please like our show and subscribe and follow us if you have found this helpful and share this with your friends. We love you and we're going to see you next time on Jesus Girl Roar. Roar.